Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm Ola. I'm here with G. Hello. And Betty. Hi. And today we'll be discussing part two of the Yamma Yamma series, Fuck It, by CM Owens, Owens and SM Shade. How are you guys today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you going, Betty? Great. I'm amazing. That's good to hear. Okay, so we're going to jump into the summary for this one. Are you girls ready? Oh, actually, no, we have to rate it. How can oh, we I forget? Have to rate it. We have to rate it. Betty, we're going to start with you. Three stars. Ooh, up from the first one. Yeah, I like this one a little bit better. Yeah? Jane? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to rate it a three star. I I'm like going to give it a four again. Screw oh, no. it. I'm gonna be no. I'm gonna be the lesser of the evils here in this group today. <laughs> this, okay. this book was a was a big improvement on the first one. This one really felt very well done compared yeah. to the first one. Yeah. Well that's good to hear. I'm happy to hear that. What do you think, Betty? Yeah, I liked it. It was alright. I mean, it was just kind of like a um stock standard middle of the road, decent book. Yeah. Easy read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing too amazing, nothing shit. Yeah, like it's not my yeah. favorite type of book, but it's not like a it's not like a book that I hated reading. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I'm so happy to hear that you have no idea. <laughs> okay, so this time uh this is the second and the final book of the series, so it's a duet. And we are following the stories of Sicily and Lydia. So we met Roman in the last book, and that is Cicely's brother, so Kasha's sister-in-law. Um, and we know Lydia as one of the three girls from the first book. So we'll start off with Cicely is working for Anderson. So Anderson, who we met in the last book, was the unfortunate groom who kept cheating on everyone, including <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> Just kept sticking his dick where it wasn't warranted. And his uh, wedding never went through because of the the scoop that Lydia gave at the end of the wedding. Um, and at the la- at so this bit's a little bit important about the previous book. At the end of the last book, he has a conversation with Kasha about his promiscuous promiscuous ways, and he's decided to go on a vagina hiatus. <laughs> That's so- such a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for the glossary, my go- my friends. Uh, anyone seconding that one? I second I'll, that. Yeah, put it. It's in yeah. the minutes now. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna cr- cross out celibacy and replace it with a vagina hiatus. Yeah. Or alternatively, penis hiatus. I was thinking, yeah, cock hiatus, but whatever. Cock I'm more vulgar. <laughs> it sounds like one word. Cock or if hiatus. you um, swing both ways, genital hiatus. Ge- <laughs> genitalia hiaticia. For all of our our bisexual babes out there. Yeah, love you. Love you. Okay. 
So this is after Kasha told him to take a bit of a break and think about what he really wants because he was constantly thinking about who or what was better out there and he didn't want to miss out. I feel like this is a, a normal thing for a lot of people where they're like, if I don't get this vagina, I don't know what I'm going to like miss out on. I feel like a lot of people think it, but not many people would grow through with it. You know what I mean? Do you so how much cheating is out there in the world why do you think cheating occurs i think cheating occurs because you i think what you've said is correct like you want to you want to try something new but without losing what you've already got right so you don't want to you don't want to break it off because you're like oh what if this person isn't the one or like you know but you'd you'd also don't want to miss out on what's happening but i also feel like anderson has been purported to be a serial cheater on another level on another level and i feel like that's 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 rare yeah yeah. anybody like keeps up with um uh i don't know how to explain it like on tiktok there's like a whole like thing of like people making fun of like um what they call like alpha male podcasters (laughs) now we're gonna shit on other podcasts please uh, ahead of time i'd like to apologize for what happens next you you don't want to apologize because if you've seen these podcasts um there's a particular person like i won't name them um but they have this perception that um based on like the alpha male stereotype and the submissive female stereotype i think i know who you're talking about males <laughs> yeah m- males who um sleep with other women aren't cheating because they're entitled to that based on their male status and they have no responsibility to be loyal where because females are um sub- like subservient to men they need to stay loyal to the relationship where men um should be allowed to engage in external sexual relationships oh good God, I actually feel really unwell right now. I'm trying not to like throw shit because oh my so god, keep that is a... your pants unless you agree not to. So that is like a that also is like a um I don't know if I call it a prominent opinion. Uh, I would call it a, just a generalized. It's opinion. out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that I would. I like don't to know say if it's anybody, <laughs> anybody that uses the terms like alpha male or beta male. Oh my good god, you need to go to therapy. You need to do something with your life. If you if that like stereotype, if that if you believe in that and that is taking up space in your brain, please find something really useful to replace that space with. Like learn a new skill. Don't think about alpha male. <laughs> it's Get a day so job. Weird. Get a day job. But that's not um, that doesn't apply to um, wolf pack werewolf relationship smart novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just Eventually... about to talk about the <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We will be touching on smutty wolf books at some point. I can guarantee. I've never read one, so I'm really scared. But I'm very, I'm very excited, excited at the same time. I'm going to be a virgin to the wolf pack. Oh, nice. nice. Okay. So... Vagina hiatus. Very exciting. And um, the book starts out with Cicely talking about how much she hates Anderson. And we explore the beloved workplace romance, enemies to haters, my favorite fucking tropes. I I love love me a workplace romance. (laughs) I do love a secret office relationship. 
Oh, yeah, there are so many good fucking books out there, man. Oh, Detec- so Detective many. Daddy. <gasps> not wait until we attack that bad boy. That one's going to be... That's the actual... I have to say this, and I think that everyone in the world can agree with me. That is the best title for any book ever written. Yeah, shout out oh, Mallory yeah. Kane. Who doesn't have any social media and we've tried to stalk the shit out of her. And this is the only book that we've been able to find by her. And it is the best name ever. I haven't read the book yet, but I'm really excited purely because of the name <laughs> of it. We were just ending on the fact that... Um, Sicily hates Anderson and we're exploring the workplace romance and we're not allowed to say anything more about it because we're going to deviate again. So Sicily presents an account to Anderson and he tells her it's just not good enough and it's not original. Fuck you, Anderson. He keeps on saying unoriginal. She's getting worked up and worked up. And she's like trying to hide her angry tears. I have a huge issue with angry tears when I get really worked up and up like really, really angry. And I'm in front of a man. I'm trying to hold it back because then they're like, oh, don't get so emotional. If anyone uses the phrase, don't get so emotional with me, I flip my fucking shit. (laughs) yeah fair enough I go fucking nuts like don't be so emotional don't get so emotional and this is like still a problem this isn't this is actually I will I will deviate for a second this is what I like about this book because there are so many times where I've like read stories of women in American workplaces we're very lucky to be in Australia and New Zealand I'm gonna I'm gonna make that very very clear that we are in a situation that even in other first in other developed countries, we are way ahead of the bar. Like, we're Sweden level. We yeah? definitely do not experience the same sort of workplace um, misogyny. Yeah, and she wrote this. Actually, I want to quote this. There are several important rules every woman should know about working in corporate America. Rule number one, you have to work twice as hard for half the recognition. Rule number two, you can never show emotion, one sliver of anger, and you're a raging bitch on your period. When that label cloaks you, nothing you say from that moment is heard or thought about seriously because you're always on your period. Rule number two and a half, well, it's really just a follow-up to rule number two about emotions, and the rule is never, ever let them see you cry. Rule number three, don't fuck your boss. If people in the office think that you're screwing your way to the top, they won't ever respect you. And rule number four, don't be pretty. It doesn't matter if you're a virgin with a chastity belt, you're still a whore who's fucking her way up to the top. Yes, that was. I did really enjoy that part of the book. Yeah, that was really good. I thought that that was just amazing. There are some stories I've heard which are just so incredibly disgusting in New Zealand recently they passed a law that if you have a miscarriage then you get a certain amount of days off work I was on Facebook or Instagram or something there was this one woman telling a story how she was going through a miscarriage in America like at work in America and they forced her to stay on and finish her presentation while she was going through it that's abuse that's unbelievable but that's that should be seen and that should that should be seen as assault like that is it's like it's like yeah complete disregard for human like we are so lucky i can't say it again like i'll say it over and over again we are so our holiday times everything but not even that just like 
common decency. I mean, we're also like watching from the outside the Roe v. Wade situation yeah. that's going on in the States at the moment. So yeah. every time I see an update on Roe v. Wade, I, I know um, that we're doing amazing. Yeah. We are very, we're very lucky, I think, particularly in New Zealand with our attitude towards um, abortion and women's rights, because our abortion laws were rewritten in, I think it was 2019 or 2020, yet they were reviewed. Um, and so now it's quite simple to get an abortion compared to what it used to be. And it feels really, really good to be on like this side of progress as opposed to other countries like America. You guys are like are way ahead. You guys are even way ahead of Australia. That's like, I wish the only thing that you guys aren't way ahead in is like minimal wage, but like yeah. Australia is far ahead in that. But there are so many other things that Australia just keeps following New Zealand, just trying to keep up so that we look just as good. But your prime minister is just incredible. Like some of the stuff that she's like, done is incredible. Um, Australia can be quite conservative, like just uh, just from like the sort of background of politicians and prime ministers that Australia has had we're whereas, very conservative uh, quite conservative and especially like uh, like a little bit religious whereas in New Zealand there is like a there's no religion in politics which is really really nice I mean I like come, you look at America mm. and it's like everybody every politician in America is like they make religion sort of part of their thing and I get that religion is a massive part of America well like Christianity not all religion um but it's actually quite nice to live and grow up in a country where if yeah we're not under theocracy anymore (laughs) yeah Yeah. there is a very clear division of religion and state which is lovely yeah I I come from my background I'm Polish so my background is one of the most racist least multicultural complicated countries in the world i love poland i love its culture but its politics blows my mind and i'm born in a country where it's the most multicultural country in the world the laws are incredible like we're just so lucky to be women in this in this in this area essentially in like oceana um as australia and new zealand to kind of put them together because we are two separate like countries they're not even on our continent they're not even on a continent essentially but yeah like in Oceania to be here we are so incredibly lucky because I see what happens overseas and I am just completely mind blown that this is still happening today and like even simple things like don't be pretty just blows my like you can't control things like that and people still judge you on it like who cares what you look like who gives a shit exactly it took the thing, the thing about being a woman is it's already difficult enough. You don't need to add <laughs> more shit on top of it. For so many years, people told me that I was too fat, that I was too this, that I was too, I was too outspoken, I was too opinionated, I was too whatever. And it's taken me now until I'm like almost 30 to realize that I just don't give a shit. Like if you have a problem with it, call your mum and tell her because I'm not your mum and it's not my issue to listen to your crap. And hopefully so, the mum exactly. Hopefully your mum beats some misogyny out of you. So maybe not. Maybe not actually beats, <laughs> no, but no, like, but like <laughs> verbally, verbally beats some misogyny. Verbally. verbally beats it yeah. out of you because like it's none of your fucking business if I'm wearing a size four or a size fucking twenty. Exactly. Get a I think grip. as well. Like one amazing thing that I think is just turn like is sort of happening at the moment is just 
the absolutely unapologetic idea of just being who you are in your natural state and not giving a flying fuck what anybody says about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no need to apologize for who you are. And it's it's good as well because I feel like so many people are now, just with this generation, have the same mindset. So, you know, if anybody else sort of wants to comment on a woman's weight or what they're wearing, it's not just you that's going to be going against them and saying, like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, that's not cool. You can't say that. Like, you're going to have support. So many people are going to support you in your area, which is super amazing. Yeah, like, you can call me fat. That's fine. But now I know that you're a shitty person. At least I've got a better personality than you. Exactly. Yeah. You're just a piece of shit. I'm still going to get through life knowing that I'm a good person and I may be fat because I enjoy fucking cake. So eat shit, you piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here eating cake. You're out here eating shit. Yeah, fuck you. What's a face? Eat cake. What was it? Let them eat cake. Fuck yeah. I'm going to eat all the fucking cake. Yeah. I'm going to eat all of it. I'm going to eat my cake and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to cut my cake and I'm going to fucking eat it. I'm going to do everything with it because I fucking love cake. So fuck you guys for ever making me feel like shit. You know who you are. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm more, more than excited that we're entering the 21st century and the hundo. The year of liberation. Liberation Fuck for all, yes. all bodies, uh. all identities, anybody and everybody who wishes to be whoever they want to be. Um, yeah. And I'm just, yeah. I don't think I could have survived like 10 years ago. No. Well, let me tell you, it was not fucking easy. Okay. Because yeah. I was there 10 years ago. Uh, 15 years ago is when, when did I finish high school? 15 years, almost 15 years ago. And when I was in high school, Facebook came out and it was the worst experience ever. But the thing about when I was in high school was that when you would get bullied, it would kind of stay at school and it wouldn't take you home because Facebook wasn't really invented then. So there was no online kind of bullshit right like you could kind of leave it alone whereas now that's where I feel bad about this generation now is that everyone goes home with it because then it goes onto the internet as well I just want to bring up a second quote as well which kind of made me think about the female workplace yeah so the (laughs) second quote was from coach dick face which is the nickname that i've given him but it's actually coach johnson so i'm just going to call him coach dick face from now on coach dick face says oh now i see you're one of them and lydia says them and he said you know you're a dick dodger and she said are you asking me if i'm a lesbian and he said makes sense gym teacher and all okay so I know we're supposed to be going over the summary of the book, but now that we're on this topic, I just really want to like hash it out properly because just because a chick does not want to suck your dick or sit on your face does not make her a dick dodger in quotations, <laughs> heavy, air quotes. <laughs> heavy, heavy fucking air quotes. And dick dodger is so fucking offensive as well. Also this idea that because you're into something remotely um, labeled, masculine masculine that another air quote by the way sorry yeah. just quickly air quotes around that one yeah air quote like masculine such as like sport or like health studies in relation to sport and that automatically like makes you like a lesbian 
it's just like yeah i mean like it's good like i'm glad that they address it in this book this like concept that like if you're not super feminine you are like the complete opposite like you're like um yeah if you're not super feminine you cannot be straight ridiculous because i mean think about how many like i am not a lesbian i'm friends with a couple of lesbians but do, do these straight men that have these ideas right do they picture all lesbians as being like sport playing hard hitting like do they think that lesbians are just dudes i know like, the lesbians whole point... which are way more feminine than me exactly and i love the dick <laughs> exactly and it's just this whole idea of like it's gender and sexuality are completely separate gender constructs anyway don't even really play a part into what your gender is you know you can completely identify as super feminine in yourself be like 100% woman love being a woman and also really enjoy things like sports and like drinking beer and going hunting and hanging out with the dudes doesn't make you any less of a woman and the opposite is the same for men so it's like yeah, you like knitting? It's okay to still eat vagina. Yeah. Who, who is out here with, honestly, like, who in this world is still out here with these ideas like fucking Coach Dickface? Coach Dickface, thank you. Who is out there, you know? Like, if you're out there, like, please. Also, who cares? Yourself. Who cares? Yeah, who the fuck? Who why? Cares? Uh, One, why are you so obsessed with what's in some, like, somebody's pants? Two, why are you obsessed with, like, who somebody's sleeping with? Yeah, yeah that's you, creepy. Fucking you asshole. fucking creep. All right, let's move on from Coach Dick Face. I'm sorry <laughs> about the second diversion, but it's very important. So Cicely presents an account to Anderson and he tells her it's not good enough and that it isn't original. Don't we love it when a man can do things better than a woman? Or equal to. <laughs> sorry, or equal to. Because mansplaining isn't an issue. Oh my god. Uh, let's not Don't even get us started. Okay, we've already yeah, we've already diverted. So they get into a heated discussion and he makes her redo the account. Instead of just speaking to her properly like he did later, where he was like more teamwork or whatever. At the beginning he was major dick vibes. But he was all like, Ooh, I love seeing you all wound up. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) So then Cicely has this idea that she's really bad at sex, which is based off the fact that she watched porn as a kid with her dad. I feel like you should clarify on the porn. I will. So what happened? I was planning to. So what happened was Cicely was not allowed to watch TV. And so she would sneak in downstairs to the den and hide in the corner. And her dad would watch porn. And she thought it was normal TV. Whereas it wasn't. So um, she would kind of like slap guys and kind of go all hardcore and be like, you like that, don't you, you little bitch? And like smack the shit out of them while they would have sex. Secondary commentary on how awful porn is. But anyway. Yeah. Well, this leads me to (laughs) why it's so important to have female empowering porn and Books are ethical porn, so read books if you need it, because there is no danger in books. No um, danger in books, and a lot of smart books are written by women, which is nice icing yeah, on the cake. Absolutely. 
Um, so she's ultra self-conscious about having sex and she's also going through her own form of dick dodging, but not for being a lesbian. (laughs) It's her dick hiatus guys, her cock hiatus. So Lydia becomes Sicily's new roommate because she lost her job, needs to find a new one. And when you lose your job, you don't have money. So you lose your apartment or your housing. So she moves in with Sicily and she finds a job at the local school as a gym teacher, which makes her miserable because she wants to work at a fitness center or a sports team. And she does not have a grasp on how to teach children. And she has made herself a pact that she will not swear in front of children as well, which I feel like is a really crappy pact if you are a first year teacher. But what do I know? Um, She is required to do after school care. And then Simon Carr appears. He is the guy who helped her last year ruin Anderson's wedding. He did the slideshow of Gretchen having sex with Anderson and to top it all off that is Gretchen's brother (laughs) so (laughs) um so Gretchen had a child and apparently because she's a piece of shit couldn't deal with him and gave custody to Simon and Toby Simon's nephew is in Lydia's class so Simon invites her to dinner because he's really into her and he's had a crush on her since year nine which is really cute and I love that I got my uterus going (laughs) but she turns him down so we go back to Sicily who is working like a dog which I don't understand that phrase but I decided to use it Um, trying to get the account done and she goes to get changed after she spent an all-nighter at work and she's distracted while she's in her undies and bra Um, and she starts working on the account again before getting dressed and Anderson as you do in your office (laughs) feel the breeze that was the bit that kind of got me like you're gonna feel some kind of airflow Um, Anderson walks in and sees her he laughs at her and then she goes to walk because she realizes that she's half naked and her skirt is around her ankles. She trips face first into Anderson's crotch. And as that happens, the door opens and a new intern comes in, sees it, screams. The rest of the office looks in and sees what happens. Uh, classic workplace shenanigans. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love a workplace romance. So we then go back to Lydia who is at after school care where Simon asks her to dinner again and little Toby, your little cheeky shit butts in (laughs) and is like, Lydia, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. And she's like, how am I going to say no to a kid? And so she ends up at Chuck E. Cheese where she kind of yells at Simon and she's like, I want to fuck you, but I don't want to have a relationship, but I just want to do friends with benefits, which by the way, never works. (laughs) Unless it does. If it works for you, oh my God, good for you. Keep your friendships, get your benefits. Yeah. Um, That's what I said before I ended up in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, she decided she didn't want to be in a relationship because Anderson fucked her up so much and she just wasn't ready for one. So she just wanted to have a no strings attached little shaboing shaboing with Simon and 
let's see how it goes because <laughs> there is a happy ending in nearly all of the books that we read. So, you know. Um, so then they have a lunch, the girls, and Sicily announces that she's really bad at sex to all the rest of the girls and she gets drunk and Anderson comes to pick her up. He doesn't know where she lives. So he takes her back to her place and she's like, why don't you ever hit on me? And he's like, why are you asking me that, Sicily? Don't ask me those questions. And she's like, I don't get it. Like, what's wrong with you? And then they make out. (laughs) I would just like to comment on the fact that your dude voice is so good. I feel like it's like it can... It's like on track with my dude voice. Oh my god, I, I love, love it. I love I love this like feature of us trying to say the lines in the dude oh voice. Oh god, I love my dude oh my I don't god, have I a dude that. voice yet. Maybe I should develop my dude voice. Try it. You need to Try develop it. it. Give it a go. My my dude voice. I need a let, yeah. let me find yeah. a line. Let me find a line Too in late. this book. Okay, I'm gonna keep <laughs> going for a little bit and then we're gonna get Betty to give us her best dude voice. Sounds good. Okay, so um, Anderson and Cicely end up arguing after they end up making out because he shows his shitty personality again and gets called out on it. And then he fixes it by sending her a link to Sorry by Justin Bieber because Justin can fix all. <laughs> Is it too late now to say Now to say sorry. sorry. None of us can sing. <laughs> Just another <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. <we're> all- <laughs> We're all toned. Yeah. We read. Us. We don't sing. You think we could sing? Would be here making this podcast? I know. No. Justin Bieber fixes everything. <laughs> so then we move on to all of them going back to Kasha and Anderson's parents' house for the weekend. Back to the old wedding venue. And this is where Cicely and Anderson start their relationship, but they're nervous about Roman and Lydia finding out. And the reason why they're nervous about Roman finding out is because of the bro code, air quotes. (laughs) And there's a pretty decent reason why they're afraid of Lydia finding out because she dated Anderson and Cicely is living with her. And that is apparently not part of the girl code. I need a list of what is in the girl and bro code because I've got no yeah, fucking clue. Is that, do you think that is like an unspoken rule? Like you don't date the guy that is your friend's ex? Yeah, you never date an that, ex. You never. But I feel like maybe you would. Few but like of my you friends talk about it first. to each other and we did not yeah, talk like, about it first. You didn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's just <laughs> shitty high school stuff, you know. I mean, like, yeah, high school. Oh, high school. High school. Yeah, like, get rid of high school. Doesn't. But count. no, as an adult, if any of my friends had sex with Josh, I'd fucking rip their eyeballs out. But it's like the thing is, is like, if you're in a friend group <laughs> and you're expected to interact, the last thing I'd want to see is my mate in a like buddy buddy romance with someone that I've been with. Because like every that happened to me. Every future event is like just going to be like increasingly yeah. awkward. But it was amazing because they got into a huge argument and she poured a jug of beer on his head and that was the last time I oh, ever God, saw it. Oh, God, what a waste of I felt so 26 good. bucks. Who gives a shit, man? <laughs> I walked out of there and I'm like, I'm on top of the world, man. I ditched both of these fuckers and I am living my best life now. No matter how mad I, I am at somebody, no matter how mad I am at somebody, I'm not wasting a pint, like a jug of beer. I don't yeah, have no, the money for that. I feel like this was like I ten couldn't... years ago. Beer was not as expensive. <laughs> if I if that ever happened to me, if I ever 
broke up with my partner now and obviously like we would remain in the same friend group because all of our friends are the same friends and then I saw him with one of my friends I literally I think I would just start so much shit like I would start telling secrets to people I would start would you start pranks like like the previous book (laughs) I wouldn't I would not I would not be that cringy I would be vindictive and horrible and underhanded and mean and I would I think I would hate the friend more than the ex I couldn't do it that's I don't know I just don't have like I don't have any attraction to any of my friends partners because it's, like, something that you do, right? Like, you meet your friend's partner, you just sort of, like, automatically turn, like, a f- switch off in your brain. Also, we're like, if I try to think about, like, any of my friend's boyfriend sexually, I'm like, ooh, that's disgusting. It's like, it's like a, it's like my brother. Like, ugh. Also, no. um, you know, considering, like, like, one of my friends is dating my partner's older brother. <laughs> 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 it's just, like, even weirder for me. We're not on yeah, incest yeah. week yet, Betty. Okay, calm yeah. down. Don't. Don't, just don't a, keep it in the family. I need to keep it out of the family. I need to backtrack for a moment because I actually missed a bit. And there was a bit where Toby shoves a bean up his nose. And I love that Cicely scene. is out with Ava. Yeah. And Cicely is out with Ava and he messages because they were meant to meet up for a little rendezvous yeah and so she runs to the hospital because she's like oh my god what's happened with toby because he didn't tell her what happened because why would you and um they go home and they have the sex and after they have the sex she packs her shit and leaves so this is the next time that she's kind of seeing him afterwards when they meet up at the house because he was invited so back to bro code, girl code, they're a little bit nervous about Lydia finding out. And then Lydia and Simon go to have sex on a boat where Lydia breaks Simon's penis. <laughs> Ooh, Yikes. that was rough yeah. to read about and I do not have a penis. Oh God. Penis, penis injuries, vagina injuries are not okay. Can't handle it. They yeah. literally make me faint. They, they actually genuinely make me faint. I am a nursing student and I did a placement in women's health and I fainted. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> I fainted in a room with a patient and two nurses because I could not handle seeing anything done to a vagina. Okay. I couldn't handle it. And there we have G <laughs> explaining her. It's a, pho- it's a phobia. Okay. And that's why I chose okay. mental health over physical health. <laughs> And I chose not to be in the medical industry because I'm not a crazy person. So um, they, she breaks his dick. And he's given some kind of pill that makes him loopy from shout out to Bobby Joe. I love Bobby Joe. I love Bobby Joe. She's my favorite. <laughs> we'll get to Bobby Joe a little bit later. But um, Bobby Joe gives him a pill that makes him loopy and he tells Lydia he loves her while he's high. After the surgery, Lydia decides that she wants to take care of Simon and he's all funny about it because he believes that she only wants him for sex. And she tells him that she likes him and they decide to start dating, Mm -hmm. which lasts about five seconds. Lydia and Simon stay behind while all the rest of them go on a second boat trip. I would not go on a second boat trip if on the first boat trip somebody's dick broke, but I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) And Roman works out that Anderson and 
um, Sicily are into each other. I wrote down Lydia for some reason. I was like, wait, no, that was that was not this book, um, <laughs> which makes him somewhat unhappy. So they sneak away and finally have the sex. <laughs> The news is broken. Lydia finds out and reacts poorly and runs away. Fair. Henley season one. And in the <laughs> meantime, Simon decides to leave because he thinks Lydia isn't over Simon. Isn't he over Anderson. Her. Lydia is Oh, Anderson. Anderson. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> over Anderson. <laughs> Guys, bear with me, okay? I told you from the beginning I am shit with names. To be fair, like, I actually felt really bad for Simon when this happened because they're sitting down to breakfast together. He's got his poor little dick. It's all broken. You know, she's trying to poor be nice little, No, for don't him. say little dick. Don't do that. <laughs> his, his, his poor wee pain. Yeah, It's all broken. She's trying to be nice. So they sit down to a nice breakfast together. They come out. They find out that Cicely and Anderson are together and she just gets up and just fucking just foots it. Yeah. After he right told everyone beach. that they're together. Yeah. That they're Poor together. Simon. And yeah. it just leaves him there with her uh-huh. friends. And what would you think? You know, I would go home. I wouldn't stay. Dude, the guy's got a broken dick. Give him a rest. Yeah. Give him a break. Yeah. You know. So he texts her and tells her to work out her feelings. Good communication. Which is the adult thing to yes. do. That's good communication. Yeah. I kind of, that's, good communication is hot. Uh-huh. Like, I think so anyway. I agree. But what do I fucking know? I think know? so as well. Because, like, I feel like it's also kind of, like, assertive to have good communication. Yeah. You know? Like, tell like, yeah, somebody work what out you your want. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So when they get back home, Lydia gets a new job. She, ca- she calls Simon to tell him, but Gretchen... And I put here in brackets, the bitch answers the phone. <laughs> Answer, I actually fucking hate Gretchen, like, so much. Yeah. Answers the phone, but Lydia doesn't realize it's Gretchen. And she tells him he's in the shower and too busy to speak to her, so to text him. So she thinks, she doesn't realize it's Gretchen, so she thinks he's fucking a new chick. But then Cicely's like, hey, his dick is broken, so he can't fuck anyone. And Lydia's like, oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. And then Anderson and Cicely tell each other that they love each other after she revealed her previous sex life, which included whipping guys and yelling in their faces because she learned from porn. So they have, at this point, Anderson and Lydia... Have had oh, Anderson Sicily. and Cicely have had a lot of sex and they're all happy and apparently she's not shit. So you know what? Go you, Cicely. Yeah. You go, <laughs> yeah. good job, yeah. babe. Go, Cicely. Yeah, I'm proud of you. So Lydia is at school when Simon comes to pick Toby up. Toby drops a dumbbell on her foot and Simon takes her to the hospital where they discuss their lack of communication and admit that they love each other. Can I just say her lack of communication? Yes, Sorry, Simon was on yeah. that incorrectly. Simon was on par with the communication. Yeah. They spend um they spend a lot of time in the emergency room, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're like Toby's been up his nose. Simon's broken penis and Lydia's bruised foot. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of accidents. Yeah. So Anderson and Cicely are together. A month later, they have a happy fornication party for Simon and Lydia <laughs> because his dick is healed. Fucking A, Bobby Joe. I love you. 
I love you, man. Right. And you need to explain Bobby Joe. I will. I will shortly because there, there's a whole thing about Bobby Joe coming up because she needs a shout out on her own. And then two years later, it's Cicely's bachelorette party where Kasha gets her payback from the previous bachelor party and Lydia and Simon are married and Lydia is pregnant. Lovely. Happily ever after. Let's talk about Bobby Joe. So this is actually my favorite part of the book. Same. Is Bobby Joe. Yeah. So here comes Bobby Joe. We don't normally try and include characters which aren't necessary to the book, but I feel like she's on the same, she's on like another spectrum to heaven from not so meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's just, she's just like that 25,000 steps above heaven. Like, Heaven talks about undulating. Bobby Joe goes fucking all out. We love right? Bobby Joe. Yeah, so Bobby Joe comes in with tampon cakes when you have your period. I want tampon cakes when I have my period. Same. Yeah. And then she has a T-shirt that says, free pussy, adopt a stray today. <laughs> and then she grabs Emmett by the throat when he's choking, sucks it out, <laughs> sucks a grape out of his <laughs> mouth and says... That's why they call me BJ. <laughs> and then she says, "We, we need call to me... clarify. <laughs> <laughs> we need to clarify how Bobby Joe is even included." Yeah. Okay. Please. She no. Is... I didn't yeah. explain that well. I just got so excited that we were talking about Bobby Joe. So I'm really sorry. I'm a really shit host today, guys. <laughs> Forgive me. She is Sicily and Lydia's neighbour. So she lives in the same apartment complex as they do. So she's known Sicily for ages, sort of gets introduced to the whole friend group through being Sicily's neighbour. And while they're on the trip, <laughs> she ends up sleeping with Kasha's dad, who in the last book, if you haven't read it, but you listen to our podcast, she he ends up sleeping with a blow-up doll and Kasha and Roman walk in on him. So now he has a real chick to sleep with. And it ends up being Bobby Joe who pokes needles into previous women's vaginas who took her lovers away. Voodoo dolls. <laughs> yeah, dude. Voodoo She's dolls. out there with their, with their voodoo Not dolls. actual vaginas, like... voodoo dolls. She also um, rubs <laughs> Lydia with tomato juice and she gets sprayed by a skunk. That's yeah, so dude, she beautiful. scrubs her down. She scrubs her down and then she's like, Simon, get in there. Scrub her. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Simon, give us a hand. Give us a hand. You're only like kind of I have actually another um another one for our um what is glossary? it? Glossary. Our glossary. Blocko taco. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> cock block. For a female <laughs> cock block, blocko taco. We've got to add. Somebody's got to be. Anyone object to that one? No, no. I'll add it no. to the minutes. I second the motion. Yeah, we've got to I'll add. A, we've got to create a glossary for you guys on Instagram because there are some fucking crackers around here. <laughs> so some of the things that BJ will say. He's got a great body, but he looks like you might think a clitoris is a Pokemon. <laughs> that because i don't think i finished <laughs> he's got a great body but he looks like he might think a clit- <laughs> clitoris is a pokemon <laughs> go see him and let him shove that meat thermometer in you and um yeah there are there are some classics from her oh, Bobby Joe. and also um i wanted to add another one in the glossary i actually have a i have a few this episode for the glossary her eye has a little cummy ache. 
<laughs> Cummy ache is now going to be. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that one's now in the glossary. So if you get a little bit of spermy sperm in your eye, it's got a cummy ache. Isn't there like an actual like porno term for getting cum in your eye? From now on, it's cummy ache. Don't question it. It's in the glossary. <laughs> I'm not even asking anyone to second that one because that one is magic. Is it? Is it what a red dragon is? Uh, what? What's a red? No. Oh wait, I think a red dragon is when you're sucking dick and then it comes out your nose afterwards. How does it come out your nose? No. You know what? I'm not even going. Has though. that never happened to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, no, but I've definitely up. had an eye cummy ache, but I've never had it. But I've never <laughs> had semen coming out of my nose. That's red dragon. How is me. that a red dragon? Because it's like you're fire. You're breathing oh fire. <laughs> oh my god! Holy crap! <laughs> I don't. I don't actually. We need a we like need urban, urban dictionary. dictionary. That should, yes. Somebody get on the urban. Oh, I'm doing it right hey, now. I'm, I'm on there. Oh, <laughs> Betty's taking over. And it's gonna end up being something completely different. Betty's our research person. She is. She's our researcher. So, guys. <laughs> Get a research degree so I can Google Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your favorite part. Sorry, I kind of actually there was one more thing that I wanted to um, have a quick chat about is a quote. Can we go, Uncle Simon? My back teeth are floating. Have you ever heard that before for needing to go to the bathroom? No. 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 Okay. It took me a few minutes to work it out because he was like, yeah, go to the toilet. But like, that is the strangest way I've ever heard it expressed also, that somebody needs to go to the bathroom. Just intervene. Red Dragon just doesn't exist. That's just like not a thing. Okay. Well, we made it up today and it means cum coming out of your nose. What so. does Red Dragon it's mean? It's like, then? that's not a thing. My research degree says no. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you looking only at credible peer-reviewed sources? Of course. <laughs> oh, God. The only thing that I'm finding is only stuff relating to having period sex. <laughs> it's called an... Wait. And it's just... Angry dragon? It's called an angry dragon. Not a red dragon. Angry dragon. Yeah. Wait, what's angry dragon? When you when cum comes out yes. of your nose? How oh, God, well, I was like half right. That's half right. <laughs> it's when you um, when you smack the back of a girl's head and it comes out of her nose, so she's both angry and like a dragon. <laughs> That's oh my terrible. God. That is so bad. <laughs> That's so bad. I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't find it funny because the thought of it is actually making me cringe. <laughs> that makes me cringe. <laughs> When, that makes me when it, at, at the time, if you're giving a blowjob and somebody's cum shoots out of your nose, it's hilarious. Like, it's so funny. It's, like, as funny as, like, when milk comes out of somebody knows, somebody's nose because they're laughing. Like, that's, it's funny. I've had a lot less experience of things coming out of people's noses than you have. Yeah, I don't feel like I've had a lot of experience of stuff coming it out of It only happened, like, one time. <laughs> <Okay>. So just relax. <laughs> Oh, gee. Okay, let's talk about favourite parts. Betty, I believe yours is Bobby Joe as well. Uh, yeah, my favourite part, like, just in general, is, like, Bobby Joe. But I also love the relationship between Simon and Toby. 
Because I think it's really cute that Simon took yeah. on his sister's child and he just kind of treats Toby as his own. And I think that's like a really sweet part of the book. It's like nobody even questions like their relationship whatsoever. Um, and I thought it was like a cute little like add-on. Nice. Jane? I think I really like Bobby Joe as well, but I think my favorite part of this book was just like it it just was so much better than the last one. That was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God, that made like no sense. It's, you know what I mean? Like I just I yeah, really it was feel an like an easier read. It's a better read than the first one. It's an easier read. Sure. I think the thing that really got me was that like it was so much less cringy. Like it wasn't so much about just trying to fit in all of these like sort of crazy circumstances that had happened. Like it was I find it more genuinely funny and quite heartwarming and heartfelt con- compared to the last one. Okay, least favourite parts. I actually don't really have one for this book. Like, I feel like there are some, but I feel like because it's such a a middle book, like, it's not a hated nor, like, a super, like, um, it is a good book, but it isn't, like, the most amazing book ever written, but it's not the worst book ever written. I thought it was just done well as, like, a an average book to read i don't think i have a least favorite yeah. part either i do think like yeah i do i kind of don't like how anderson got away so easily with his escapades of cheating um they kind of like justify his like they, they spend a lot of the book justifying his cheating by like him wanting to find this like true love that is like parents have right and i get it and i understand it but like i maybe I don't know. I feel like it's really. I feel like it's really hard to justify cheating, but they do try and make an effort to justify his cheating. So cheating, so he does have like a character development, and it's like not that big of a deal to be honest. But if I had to pick a least favorite, it would be that whole like plot point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I feel like my least favorite part of the book was just a bit that like, if I imagined it ever happening to me i would probably want to just absolutely i just want to top myself straight off the bat which is when bobby joe and kasha's dad are having sex and everybody's outside listening and kasha's going like oh my god like she's like fanning herself she's like oh my god bobby joe i can't believe she found someone so quick and it's her dad (laughs) like it's oh my god could you imagine accidentally like like you, you just think it's like just some random guy and you're just sort of perving because they're like very pervy people and it's your fucking I'm dad. I'm a pervy person. Like, I would oh, listen in. You would listen. But how would you feel the door gets open and it's your fucking dad? Nah. Yeah. Nah. If it Big was no my stepdad, I would be like mortified. I would be mortified. Yeah. I would be absolutely yeah. mortified. Like it would destroy me. Um, Moving on to favorite sex scenes. Mine has so. Oh god, you, yeah, you can go, you can go first, Ella. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first time Lydia and Simon sleep together, and he says, "That's it, you can take me." Oh, okay, I was gonna say the same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Hands down. Praise Jesus. I love a take. I love a take it trope. Fuck it. That's it. I'm yeah. done. Close the book. <laughs> Out for the count. I, no. Out for the count. Yeah. Take it. I do love a like two. My favorite. Like, yeah, 
there is something very satisfying about it. Even My though it's like part... not real, like 90% of the time. And I think about that often. Like why do writers write about such huge dicks all the time? But I'm there for it, man. <laughs> if it can't fit. It's fiction. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're writing fiction, why would you write about dicks that are really small? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> like, like, they could throw in an average-sized penis here or there, yeah, but like you know. Yeah. I think that my favorite smut sort of part of it was literally just Simon's dirty talk throughout it. Like every bit where Simon was just like, "Yep, fucking take it. You can take it. All this shit." I mean, because I feel like because they kept on being like, "Oh, Simon, like the nerdy yeah, so guy, nerdy, so like sweet. the audiovisual yeah. nerd," but then he like turns into this fucking this big dick guy in the bedroom love it yeah he can move like a stripper whose rent is due love that line (laughs) yeah Yeah. so good i actually really enjoyed this book i must say it was good yeah it was definitely better than the first one i still loved the first one i know that um it isn't everyone to everyone's taste but i get why they wrote them and they did such an incredible job and it is the last book that cm owens has will ever publish and that's heartbreaking for me because she actually wrote one of my favorite series called the wild ones and there were meant to be more books in that and they will never get released and you know it's so sad when somebody is taken so early and they have such an incredible skill that everyone can enjoy Yeah, so anyway, next week we talk about an emotionally destroying book, which I'm so excited (laughs) for. (laughs) Guess who picked this one? It's G's pick. Yay. And it is Say You Swear by Megan Brandy, which was so excited to read. I am so excited for this one and I really just want to emphasize this book is like vanilla in terms of sadness scale for me. So I'm I'm easing it in. This is just the tip. Okay. This I cried on my shelf. Uh, I love this book so much. <laughs> I love this book more than anything. I love this book. I love Say You Swear. So yeah. I'm just Tune like in. not going to say anything. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. I liked it. But I just... Oh, just it we, hurts. We, <laughs> it hurts. We broke yeah, Ola. We broke me. I, yeah. I can't say anything because it's just, it's so sad. But you know what, guys? It's actually one of the most beautiful books. So enjoy it. Have fun reading it. And we'll see you in our next episode. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.